I'm Gian. I'm the pastor for Victory Church. I'm very happy to have you here tonight. And with me, several of our friends, we just enjoy a delicious dinner. Thank you so much, Charlie. You're that welcome. was awesome. The classic chicken and dumplings, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh, we loved it. Thank you so much. And quick and easy. Quick and easy, huh? <laughs> well, we enjoyed it very much. Tonight we are studying in chapter 15 of the book of Genesis. It's the lesson number 26. And uh, you know, guys, that we are studying the Bible timeline. We started in Genesis chapter 1, and so far we are in chapter 15, 26 lessons. I am still wondering how many we're going to do. It's only chapter 15, and we are in 26. <laughs> it's going to be a long Bible study, years. But, well, that's what we want, right? We want to learn more about the Lord and, uh, and His Word. And uh, we are happy to do that. Uh, the study of tonight is going to be very uh, interesting. I hope you will like it. And uh, we are going to do some readings of the scripture. And uh, who wants to read this for us, this uh, portion of the scripture in Genesis 15? I can read a, okay. a couple of the paragraphs and then someone could pick up it. That would be great. Sounds great, Tony. Awesome. Thank you. He said to Abram, Abram, I am the Lord who led you from Ur of Babylonia. I did this so that I could give you this land. You will own this land. But Abram said, Lord God, how can I be sure that I will get this land? God said to Abram, we will make an agreement. Bring me a three-year-old cow, a three-year-old goat, and a three-year-old ram, a dove, and a young pigeon. Abram, but Abram brought all of these to God. Abram killed these animals and cut each of them into two pieces. Then he laid each half across the other half. He did not cut the birds into two pieces. Later, large birds flew down to eat the animals, but Abram chased them away. All right. Next volunteer. The sun began to go down, and Abram got very sleepy. While he was asleep, a very terrible darkness came over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, You should know this. Your descendants will live in a country that is not their own. They will be strangers there. The people there will make them slaves and be cruel to them for 400 years. But then I will punish the nation that made them slaves. Your people will leave the la that land and they will make many good things with them. You yourself will live to be very old. You will die in peace and will be buried with your family. After four generations, your people will come to the land again and defeat the Amorites. Correct. That will happen in the future <clears throat> because the Amorites are not yet guilty enough to lose their land. All right. Someone else to read the last part? Just one volunteer. After the sun went down, it got very dark. The dead animals were still on the ground. Each animal cut into two pieces. Then a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the dead animals. So on that day, the Lord made a promise and an agreement with Abram. He said, I will give you this land to your descendants. I will give, you, I will give them the land between the river of Egypt and the great river Euphrates. This is the land of the 
Kenites, Kenocytes, Canomites, Hittites, Pyrocytes, Raphites, Amorites, Canaanites, Gersites, and Jebusites. <laughs> Woo! That's good! Now, <laughs> I'm glad that was you. <laughs> yeah, all these people, basically they are from Mon Monaghan's, I think, or something like that. <laughs> 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 or maybe from Guatemala, right? <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Well, uh, if you remember last week's study, in, the, in this particular chapter, 15, verse number 6, it, it was very, very special, in, and I have it highlighted here in our notes. Abram believed the Lord, and because of this faith, the Lord accepted him as one who has done what is right. Genesis 15, 6. Many things happened to Abram as a result of believing in the Lord, and we discussed this last week. We said Abram went through a lot, but kept the faith in the Lord, believing in the Lord. And uh, here in, in the verse 7, I love that the Lord says, <clears throat> I am the Lord who led you from Ur, or Ur, of Babylon, Babylonia. And it is so interesting that before the study, for you, our friends that are watching live or hearing the post podcast later, with us is, is Bob, who in some point was in, in that part of uh, which today is known as Iraq or Iraq. And he was telling us something about it. You, you were there in what year approximately? 2003. 2003. Mm -hmm. So you were exactly there. What did you say to us about uh, some house they said uh, probably well, the, the, they rebuilt one of the houses except for the roof and they said this is abraham's house and they don't know that it was abraham's house but it was one like that that he lived in interesting so interesting imagine we are talking about this and bob is here he was there in some point well i think most people would like to go to israel some sometime right and i would love to go one day and some have visited right no maybe <laughs> but I think it will be nice to go. But the Lord said to Abraham, listen to this. I am the one, the one who took you from where you were. And this is my first comment of the night. How important it is for us to remember where we came from. And that is very um, common. You know, sometimes you see people, very successful people, in high positions, but seems like they forgot where they were years ago. They, it seems like some of them even don't remember <laughs> what is the feeling of not having money or possessions or positions or authority. It's just like, it's like they, they don't even know. They forgot about it. And it's so important that we remember where we come from. And uh, so that makes me think of uh, a couple of questions that I would like us to, to reflect about. The number one is in regards of our ancestors. Do you know anything about your ancestors' life? Uh, do you remember, for instance, if they lived in, in, in other parts of the country or perhaps in other country? And if they moved to Texas, they moved to this area, the Permian Basin, what kind of conditions they they had in those days? You know, 
honestly, when we think about it, we, we know there are stories that say, well, he came only with $5 in his pocket, <laughs> right? And, uh, you know, I can share quickly about my, my ancestors. I know uh, part of my family uh, in the ancestry line came from, from Israel, from a Jewish line, from my dad's side, and from my mom's side, a Greek line. But eventually, through generations, they, they landed in Guatemala, and uh, my parents, they, they were raised in very poor environments, and they had pretty much nothing. <laughs> and the Lord helped them and blessed them, but they were very poor, and they made it through life, and they ended their lives very prosperous. And, uh, but they worked hard. And uh, one of the things that my dad said to me, always was that remember our origin it's so important to keep in mind that uh, one day we didn't have what we have today think about this one day our ancestors didn't have what they had at the, at the end of their lives like Abraham Abraham had nothing in, in, that, in that part of the world and the Lord called him because he wanted to bless him. And this is so good to hear. The Lord wants us to be blessed. But there is a process. Right? What about our childhood? Do you remember moments of your childhood? We were just sharing some things at the table, right? In regards of our childhood. What kind of things we lived in the farms. And cows and what not, milking cows, and all those things. And uh, so we, we value so much what we have today. We say, wow, just think about the good things that we have here uh, in these days that our ancestors didn't have, like electricity, showers, uh, air conditioning, heating, great vehicles to move from one place to other. I mean, there, there is a prosperity there are blessings that are have that we have received because the Lord is so wonderful how was your life five years ago when you think about this how was your life five years ago think of that think of your not just your financial situation not just that yeah no maybe <laughs> <laughs> uh oh <laughs> You want to say something? Five years ago. Okay. I'm not mad at that would have been. Okay. Better not. Yeah, we met five years ago. All right. So think of this. Five years ago. Right. Five years ago, your life was not as it is today. Think about your spirituality. Think about your spirituality. How do you feel that five years ago you were as spiritual as you are today? That you were as close to the Lord as you are today? That you, are a, you were able to listen to the voice of the Lord as clear as you listen today? If you are serving the Lord now, more than when you that you serve the Lord uh, 
five years ago or one year ago, a month ago. The point is we need to think of the past sometimes just to reflect and say how my life is now compared to the past. I feel blessed. I know I'm super blessed. And, and you members of my church, you know <laughs> the blessings. Not just for the church, but as, 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 as individuals. And uh, some of us went through so much pain, physically, divorce, being broke, losing jobs, <laughs> making wrong decisions, poor, poor decisions, bad investments, and, and all that. It's good to sometimes think of the past and realize, wow, the Lord has been so good to me. That, that is what the Lord did. And you know why, why the Lord did what he did to Abraham? Because, because he is the Lord God Almighty. I mean, there is nothing impossible for the Lord. There is no one thing that is impossible. If you are listening right now, I want you to know this. Whatever kind of situation you are going through, I want you to know that the Lord is still God. And He can do wonderful things for you. And you might think, well, you don't know my situation. You have no idea. The struggles that I have, you know, could be your finances or your health, your sentimental life, your family life. I mean, many things could be probably difficult to you, but still, today, the Lord is God Almighty. And, and He does what is impossible for men. That's why He is the Lord God Almighty. But here is one important thing. Abram left that place in Babylon left the house of his parents where he was comfortable going in a journey that he didn't know the outcome only trusted in the promise of the lord and that is hard to do some people just don't want to step up <laughs> they want <clears throat> just to stay where they are Let's talk about something like uh, studying the studying the scripture. I'm not talking about going to church on Sunday or a Bible study, a small group. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about studying the scripture. How hard it is to do that? Just to take the time to go to the Bible and have the discipline to study the scripture, read the scripture, reflect on the word, and receive from the Lord what He has for us every day. It is not easy. It requires discipline. But let's take it to another level. Some individuals have different calls from the Lord to do businesses, to start ministries, to, to get into certain projects. And the Lord says to them, I'm going to bless you. I'll be with you. Do not worry about it. But so many people are afraid of doing it. They are afraid and they don't take that step of faith. And because of that, they cannot get the blessing. Do you realize that? If Abram will stay in that place where he was, he will never receive the blessing. So now apply that to yourself. 
If you don't take those steps of faith to go where the Lord wants you to go, you will not get the blessing. But why people are so reluctant to do that? They hesitate for one simple reason. They are afraid. Yes. And you know what's, what is the reason why they are afraid? They are afraid of losing. Losing money. Losing credibility. Losing somebody. Losing position. Losing possessions. They are afraid of losing. But when the Lord is telling you to do something, you shouldn't be afraid of that. Now, you might be probably feeling alone. Okay, think of this, friends. Abram left Ur into this journey. We know it was not simple. It was not quick. It took a long time, right? So that means many, many, many. Say the word many, please. Many. Many. Many, many nights. He was just looking at the sky, looking at the stars, wondering, what in the world I'm doing here? Right? He was wondering, what am I doing here? And he might felt probably alone. And that is exactly the feeling of many people when they follow the calling of the Lord. The Lord is calling us to do something and we obey. But that doesn't mean that we are, we are going to succeed immediately. It takes time, right? Building a business or uh, creating the reputation for a profession or whatever the call is. It takes time. I saw today a post on, on Facebook of a church here in Odessa that recently uh, they got their property paid off, paid off the, the, this particular building after 40 years. And they were celebrating after 40 years. You know what I was thinking. <laughs> I was just, my hairs were just, oh, but like, dear Lord, 40 years. I started in 2016. What that supposed to be? <laughs> yeah. But we know the Lord can do miracles, but everything takes time. And when you do what the Lord is telling you to do, and you might feel alone, listen carefully, please, listen carefully. When you are doing what the Lord is telling you to do and you might feel alone, the reason why you feel alone is because you are the first person doing that. And because you do that, you open the path for others. You see that? If you don't do what the Lord is telling you to do, there will not be one first person. And somebody has to be the first one doing that. You, my friend, watching online, you probably are the first person in your family that is watching a Bible study. And you are a little bit concerned that somebody will catch you, right? And you're thinking, oh, I don't want anyone knowing that I am listening to this Guatemalan guy with this thick accent. You know, you might feel probably concerned about that. You don't want to be caught like you are the first one, but somebody has to be the first one in your family. Somebody has to be the first person opening the path. That's why when we are following the Lord, we feel alone sometimes. You see that? 
because we have to be the first one. But once we get there, once Abraham was there, others came along. He opened the path. You are opening paths for others. So it's okay if you feel alone. It's all right. Now, when Abraham asked the Lord, okay, so you're going to bless me, you said? Say, what, what should I do? And the Lord told Abraham, okay, this is what I want you to do. I want you to get this set of animals. <laughs> And you are going to cut it in this particular way and put it for a sacrifice in this particular way. And Abraham was thinking, really? Really, Lord? When you take that first step of faith, my friend, and the Lord is asking you something that might sound strange to you, you better obey it. Because it's, the Lord is going to test you. Two questions for you. Will you do it? When the Lord is telling you, you should do this, will you do it? Uh, I'm not sure. Right? I'm not sure if I will do that. You know, I, I, I want to share with you quickly the day when I knew that I needed to. I went to school to become a minister. I was bivocational. And I was in between both worlds. I was working for a company and also as an associate pastor. And I needed to make the decision to become a full-time minister. But the, the deal was the financial thing. It, you were talking about probably 30% of my income is what I will get by becoming a minister. I will lose 70% of my income. It was a big, big step of faith. And, and I took that I, I did it because the Lord told me so clear that I needed to do it and, and, to, and go into ministry a full time. And of course, that doesn't mean that money started to come to my, to my hands right away. It took years, years for me to start seeing harvest in that department. But the point is, I wanted to do what he said. So the question to you is, will you do what the Lord is telling you to do? And the second is, how accurate will you do it? <laughs> right? Because one thing is that we say, okay, all right, I'll do this. I'll go to church. I'll go to the study. I'll read my Bible. Okay, we agree, kind of. But how accurate will we do that? And we need to be accurate about it. The Lord told Abram that in some point there will be 400 years of slavery in Egypt. The Lord told him. The Lord knew it. So it was not a surprise for the Lord. But also the Lord told Abram about his death. And he said, Abram, don't worry about it. You're going to uh, die in a peaceful way with your family and all that. Which is one of the promises that we have for all the faithful servants of the Lord. Some people are thinking, oh, you mean the pastors? N no. Being a servant of the Lord doesn't mean that you are a pastor. It's that you serve the Lord with all of your heart according with your gifts and talents. Those who are faithful servants of the Lord, like Abram, 
they are going to have that blessing. Like the Lord is, is said to Abraham, you are going to die when you are old in a peaceful manner. Right? In a peaceful manner. The Lord told him that. Also the Lord said, but I don't want you to be concerned about your generations down those 400 years. Eventually I'm going to set them free. So Abraham was like, oh my gosh, my descendants, I don't have any. And then I will, but then they will get... <laughs> into slavery oh that's awful no 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 don't freak out i'm going to set them free eventually oh, okay good deal <laughs> thank you lord and uh you know the last part of this scripture which is the part where we are closing the the study tonight it says that uh, after the sun went down it got very dark the, the animals were still on the ground each animal cut into two pieces. Then, please say then. <clears throat> Once you do what the Lord says, exactly as he says, then a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch passed between the halves of the dead animals. That's the mystery of how our obedience, our sacrifices are pleasant in the eyes of the Lord. How that works, we don't know. You know, it, it could be a simple thing for each one of us. For instance, when we say, okay, before I do what I want to do in the morning, I'm going to do my devotion. I'm going to read your word. This is what I give to you, Lord, my time. I want you to give, I want to give you the priority of my day, Lord. It could be something like that. It could be that maybe you are, that, that, that week you only got $200. But you say, I want to give to the Lord what belongs to Him. And you faithfully bring that money to the house of the Lord. And you put it there in the offering plate. You say, Lord, like the poor widow. Do you remember the study of the poor widow? This is all that I have. In the eyes of people, it, you know, things could be little sometimes, right? If you like irrelevant, right? Some people can say, well, but uh, he's just uh, watching the parking lot on Sundays. What's the big deal with that, right? But she's just bringing this little cake. You know, what's the big deal with that? Right? People, people can say things, but only the Lord knows how much that means to you and to Him by what you are doing. It's all relative. That, of course, as your faith grows, the demands of the Lord are higher. Higher. And I want you to think of this. The importance of your holiness, it's supreme. It's much more important to be holy than anything else. What that's supposed to mean, Gia? Holy means you are separated to the Lord, consecrated to Him. Your life is for Him. Everything you do, what you think, what you do, what you give, what, whatever you do to serve Him is for Him. 
your life itself is for the Lord. That is being holy. Holiness is extremely important. Because when you are holy, when you put your life in His hands and you say, Lord, I want to live my life for you and everything that I have, everything that I am is for you. Then is when that fire that comes from heaven will burn the offering. And you just don't know what miracles are going to happen the moment that offering is being burned. You just don't know. Because He is the Lord God Almighty. He is faithful. He sees you that you are doing your part with sincerity, with honesty, with all that you can. You are honoring the Lord. He is faithful. You will see what He will do for you. The fire that comes from heaven to burn the offerings, it's a mystery. But it's real. And dear friends that are watching or listening, I, want, I just want to remind you that seeking first the kingdom of the Lord is the most important thing that you can do. for watching and connecting and uh, well have a beautiful night many blessings to you all